this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the Guy Life Culture Podcast. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. And if you aren't subscribed to our podcast, make sure that you hit that subscribe button to be notified every time we drop a new episode. Yes. It has been some time since our last episode. A lot of things happening in this world. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, 2020 is a very interesting and unique year. Very. I think that um, it isn't what people expected. I think people started a lot of people in general, churches especially, started the year with 2020, 2020 vision. You know, we're going to be focused and we're going to see this. And, you know, the, this expectation of what 2020 was going to be. Um, and I think it is everything that nobody thought it was going to be, unfortunately. Um, but we also do know that, you know, when God allows things to happen, it's purposeful. You know, it's with reason. Um, sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes we don't understand it. Uh, but that's where faith comes in and trusting and knowing that if God is allowing certain things to happen, it's for a reason. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many different headlines and so many different things that uh, are coming out each day. I know, um, you know, in the last few weeks, everything going on with, you know, the racial injustice and all of those things. Um, also with the child trafficking, yeah. um, it seems to be something that every day we're, you know, hearing about um, just this past weekend, I believe in Georgia, there were mm -hmm. about 39 yes. kids that were rescued from uh, child sex trafficking, which is something that um, I keep seeing a lot of different quotes and memes of people saying, how is this not a bigger story? Right. How is this not being covered more? Um, and it just seems like everything else in this world is just overshadowing um, a lot of these a lot of these issues. Yeah. Um, just this past weekend as well on Friday, uh, you know, we've lost someone else that was in the public eye, uh, uh, celebrity, um, an actor, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yep. Um, on Friday was announced that at 43 years old, he passed from colon cancer. Yeah. And that was a complete shock. For the yes. world. Yeah. Um, I didn't believe it at first. I saw someone post, you know, rest in peace, Black Panther. And I, I started researching and it was trending <laughs> everywhere. And um, just something that you don't expect. Yes. And especially in the climate that we're living in, something like that, I think just makes this whole idea that 2020 is trash and garbage and, you know, <laughs> like something we haven't experienced. It just makes it worse, yeah. you know, for some people, um, you know, on just my timeline and just different things, just seeing how people are responding to kind of just the surprise and shock yes. factor of it yes. all. And I think that's what is really um, affecting everyone. The fact that one minute this individual's, you know, there and present and, you know, the next it, he's gone yeah. and you just had no preparation or no, uh, you know, um, heads kind up. of heads up that yeah. this was going to happen. Yeah. And I think that especially for two reasons. One, when you think of Chadwick Boseman, you think of the Black Panther specifically, even though he's done many great films and he, and he was a great actor. But the Black Panther is something that a lot of people uh, people of color, kids of color, you know, looked at a spot, you know, took inspiration out of that, you know, is waiting for the movies, uh, the future movies to come out, you know, see what the other Black Panther movies are going to be about. Um, so there's that aspect of it where people saw him as a figure 
as someone to look up to that was going to do so much more. Um, and that was taken away. And on top of the fact that he also has been, you know, dealing with this cancer um, diagnosis and going through treatments and surgeries for four years and no one knew about it, you know. So it's like everyone is seeing him up and active and doing this and doing that and all these different movies that he pumped out during these last four years. So when you're like, usually when you hear that someone um, has first is you hear that someone has cancer and then they go through a period of time where they go through treatment and all the other stuff. And then if the treatment is successful, they get better. Or if it's not, then they pass away. But this time around, you got all the information at once. He had cancer. He passed away today. And it was kind of like a real shock uh, for everyone, including myself. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? That was completely left field um, and random. And it is quite sad um, to to find that out because like I said, it was someone that, you know, people looked up to, you know, they, they, um, found, um, him as a positive role model, as a positive role model of color. You know, he is someone that always handled himself with integrity and professionalism. And he was a gentleman. You never heard any controversies about him, him acting reckless, him doing this or the other. Um, so it is very sad. Yeah. And like you said, I just think in the climate we're living in right now, you know, losing a person of color with that much cultural significance and yeah. impact that he had, you know, Black Panther wasn't just, you know, a regular, regular movie. And that was it. This was, you know, a, a statement. It was groundbreaking yeah. in history and especially for people of color, especially. So I think that just losing him now, where it seems like with everything going on with the police brutality and all these different movements and, you know, all of these things where people of color are feeling oppressed and are just tired of it you know this is like another blow for them yeah and i think that it also brings everybody i don't want to say back to reality but you know like the big things that are happening in the world at the moment is the whole covid situation and then all the racial injustice fighting when in reality in between those two messes is all the other messes that people have been dealing with forever, like people being diagnosed with cancer, people passing away from cancer or from a heart attack or from this or from that, which are things that people aren't really focusing on because that's not what's in the forefront, but it's still affecting humanity. Yeah. And also the idea that we really don't know what goes on in people's lives behind closed doors, the battles that they face, the struggles that they have, the issues that, you know, they're kind of going through. I remember a few months ago, a picture of Chadwick Boseman going viral on Instagram. And um, it was basically him. It just he looked like he had dropped so much weight. Yes. He looked very sick. And a lot of people were just making fun of the fact that he lost so much weight. Yeah. And not knowing that he was battling cancer at yes. that moment, you know, so just the importance of also, you know, recognizing that everyone is facing some type of battle. And yeah. um, I think it's so easy to lash out at someone. Sometimes it's so easy to want to uh, prove your point and, uh, you know, make yourself seem, you know, better or just, you know, uh, you know, better than, than the next. And you really don't know what, other people are going through behind closed doors and just yes. the fact that you know he had this struggle that he was going through for so long 
that I'm sure he endured a lot of, you know, criticism for his weight loss or just the way he carried himself or the way he looked. And he still chose to kind of take that high road. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, he never revealed what he was going through. I saw an interview where he was actually talking about um, it was a charity event. And he was talking about children's uh, cancer and children yes. being diagnosed with cancer. And, and he kind of got choked up in that interview as he was talking. And, you know, people were writing. No one knew that, you know, it was hitting so close to home for him yeah you know so just that reminder for all of us to really be kind and be sensitive and you know we really don't know what other people are going through yeah and i do something that you had posted that i um i responded back to you uh was basically like uh chadwick had this for four years and none of his people you know spread his business yeah and you know i think that that also shows testament to his ability to pick a good core group of people, whether it was just a small group of people that he kept close to him or whatever, uh, but that they were uh, respectful enough and loyal to allow him to go through his situation and not put his business out there. Because all the time you see these celebrities, you know, or even in your church, or like or in your friends group where you have people like saying other people's businesses and stuff that they're going through that they confided in one person with and they told everybody else about. Uh, but with him, you know, his people, you know, were around him. They rallied with him. They were supporting him. Uh, but they kept it very, very personal. And I think that, you know, that says a lot about the people that he had around him as well. Yeah. And something for us to take um, as well, the fact that that inner circle, you know, that we have, you know, one, we need that inner circle. We need kind of those people that we can confide in. But also, if you are part of someone's inner circle and a part of the, uh, you know, the person that um, is given information to kind of hold on to and or pray about or something, just, you know, really take that seriously, yes. um, you know, because this is something on a level of business. Right. And someone's personal uh, business and, you know, dealing in the industry. And when we kind of deal with these things, it's more on a spiritual level and it's more on, you know, I'm confiding this in you so you can pray for me or so you can help, you know, me, um, through this situation. So as believers, even more, I think it's, you know, our duty and our obligation to just really make sure that, um, we can be trusted, that we are trustworthy, and that if we're going to say we're praying about something, that we actually do pray about it. And, um, you know, like we said, this was a moment, I think, uh, you know, with the whole Black Panther movement and the movie that impacted, you know, history and culture today. And his death definitely, um, you know, has an impact as well. And hopefully, um, you know, the I kept seeing a lot of pictures of of parents with their kids taking pictures of like their Black Panther toys and, mm -hmm. you know, like things like that. And, you know, all of those things are very cute and everything. But I hope as well that there are conversations of um, just, you know, the impact and also just the strength and how we can kind of take this Black Panther movie that's, you know, fictional and how we can just bring about um, real life skills and real life lessons, you know, through these movies and having these necessary conversations, um, you know, where it just doesn't become like this fantasy world or fantasy situation or like a superhero died, but yeah. that it's more of, you know, just a person of impact and how, you know, you can have impact as well and you can be strong in hard moments. So just definitely a reminder, you know, for us all. And in 2020, regardless of all of these things that are happening and going on, there are people that are choosing to 
try to bring hope and remain positive. And I think that this is something that we all have uh, this obligation to just make sure in these dark times that we try to stay positive and try to bring hope, um, especially as believers. And that's very hard to do sometimes. But um, in the music world, there have there have been a lot of new music releases and a lot of people just releasing music. Um, right now, Tasha Cobbs released... Uh, her live recording uh, project. It's coming out uh, soon. She released two songs from that, um, which was kind of interesting because it was at the Ryman Theater. So it's this huge, uh, fancy theater and it was completely empty. And I really found it interesting that in the songs that they recorded, because they released visuals for the songs, they pan the theater and it's completely empty. Mm -hmm. So like, I think she intentionally, you know, uh, wanted to show that they were worshiping and going in and giving their all in a, in an empty theater. And she just kept kind of repeating that idea that they were ministering to an audience of one. And, you know, it's just something crazy when you could see, um, you know, her band, when you see her background vocalist singing, giving their all, worshiping, and there's really nobody there watching them, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I find that interesting as well. I think a lot of the music that's being released, um, it's probably one of the most creative times to, you know, release music and how you do it and how you release visuals and all those things. But Lecrae has released... Yeah, you want to say something? Oh, no, yeah, I wanted to jump in before you switch gears. Yeah. I think that with um, with her situation and the idea of ministering to the one, it's really more about understanding the reach and the purpose. You know, when you sing or when you worship or when you're putting a, um, a concert together or a video album out or whatever, it's not a performance. Yeah. You know, it's really about understanding that God is using you as an instrument to reach out to the masses, not, you know, and it's not always right there in the present. It's not that you have a stadium full of thousands of people, but it's the idea that you, your music or your art or your preachings or whatever it is, you know, uh, you're allowing God to use you to put it out there, understanding that it's going to, those seeds will land where it's going to land. And it may be someone on their way home from work. It may be someone, you know, who is in their room crying and all of a sudden your song comes up or they bump into your song on social media or this or that or whatever. Um, And I think that when we as people realize that and we use that as our focus is allow it allows us to not only be more creative, but to be more impactful when you realize that, you know what, I'm putting this out there and it's to reach the masses, but it's not in the form of a Madison Square Garden concert. Um, It's in the form of it's going to go out there and it's going to touch people. And the reality is I may never hear from those people that, you know, God used me to bless them, but I am faithful in knowing that God is going to do what he needs to do. Sorry. No, yeah, I mean, 100%. And just the idea of I don't need a crowd to really worship and I don't need people yelling back at me. I think that's what makes the biggest statement because there is a sense of you feeding off of a crowd and you, you know, feeding off of the crowd's energy or just that atmosphere. But when there is no crowd to feed off of and it's just the atmosphere you're bringing to Mm. an empty theater, Mm. you know, that's where you really need to make sure that you have that just spirit of worship in you that you don't need a crowd, you know? So her new album is called Royalty and it's a live album, you know, at the Ryman Theater, which was empty. Yeah. And I think that it, as worshipers, I think it's an important thing to have because you will find yourself in situations at services or events where the people are in it to win it with you. 
they're hyping you up, you know, they're feeling what you're feeling. And then there's other times where you will be at events or services or concerts or whatever where the atmosphere is heavy. And if you're the type of worshiper who relies on the crowd to guide you and how you're going to flow, that's a detriment to yourself. Whereas if you're someone who is able to give it 110%, regardless if there's 10 people there, one person there, nobody there, whatever, then that is what shifts the atmosphere. Yeah, and this goes again for anything. You know, you can walk into a room where everyone is just kind of like down, disappointed and out. And if you have to speak to them, you know, your teacher, you know, in a classroom and your students are just having an off day and you sense that, you know, you can't kind of use that as an excuse to kind of go down to how they're feeling and bring the energy down just because they're feeling that way. It's kind of, you know, your job to change and shift the atmosphere and shift the room. And, um, you know, that's something that whether you're a worshiper, a preacher, a teacher, you know, an artist, whatever you do, it's kind of uh, you, a part of your job to be sure that you can shift a room and shift an atmosphere with yes. what you bring. Uh, Lecrae um, has also released a new al album titled Restoration. And um, he released this last week. It has, you know, done really well. He has songs in there. We spoke the last time about the song Drown featuring John Legend. Um, on his album, he has Kirk Franklin. He has, um, you know, a few other people that are on there as well. I really enjoyed this album. I really enjoyed the message behind it. Um, the message of restoration. He said that he had planned uh, to release this months prior, but obviously with this whole situation that happened, um, you know, it just kind of was delayed. But he used that time to write a few new songs that um, were definitely uh, relevant to the times that we're living in. But it's all based on this idea of restoration. And, um, you know, he explains in a documentary that he released along with the album that he, you know, was kind of at the top of his career. Everything was going really well for him. He had a number one record on Billboard um, across all genres, not the Christian gospel genre. Um, he was having conversations with mainstream artists and rappers and people that wanted to work with him. He, you know, was on tour. He just had everything going for him. And he said that basically one day he woke up and he was clinically depressed. Mm -hmm. He said that it happened literally just in that moment he woke up and it was on him. Um, but he said that obviously he knows that there were things that contributed to you know, contributed to him waking up like that. Yeah. And he kind of goes into just that story, how, you know, you're at the top and you have all these ambitions and these goals that that kind of blinds you and everything else gets put away. One of the things that he said was that he was known to be a uh, creative person um, that was a family man. Mm -hmm. And he said he, he now identifies himself as a family man who's creative and, you know, he said he needed to get his priorities in check with his family, his faith, his loved ones. So the documentary kind of goes through him, um, you know, going through this journey and also, you know, speaking to his dad, who he didn't have a relationship with yeah. and kind of restoring that relationship. And um, just this whole idea of restoration is something that I think even in this time that we're living in is so important. Yeah. If you have Apple Music um, or if you listen to music through Apple, Apple Music did an interview with Lecrae. Um, and I want to read an excerpt of it. It says, I feel like I've been this is Lecrae talking. I feel like I've been able to take a couple of years and just process everything that's happened and be able to communicate from a sober, well thought out perspective. The result of that processing is 
restoration. The confessional concept art he recorded over a decade and a half into his presence in the steadily intensifying spotlight. His technical and expressive skill as an MC showcased in new performances that range from theatrical to intricate, along with his gripping, grounded way of measuring inner conviction and spiritual turmoil against external reality, has earned him respect across a rare combination of mainstream rap and Christian audiences. On his new guest guest fortified 14-track set, Lecrae puts therapeutic language to forceful use. Is Lecrae talking? I am able to take people on that journey from being in the middle of the chaos, standing outside of myself, finding healing, and then affirming myself and other people that healing exists on the other side of it. He also says, we got creative as the healing process happened. Um, so I think it's really good. Also, he speaks uh, for each track. He speaks about the track. He says, you know, what the track is about and the meaning behind it. So it's really good. If you want to dive in and get more information on uh, the album and his thought process, his creative process behind each and one of the tracks, I think it's it's a really good um, it's a really good thing to do. Yeah. In the documentary, he talks about a car that his father-in-law had given him. His father-in-law would restore cars. He said that his before his father-in-law passed, um, there was this one car that they were working on. And he basically told Lecrae, I want you to finish it and get it running again. Yeah. And Lecrae said that he you know, started looking at the car and he had all of these plans for the outside of the car, what he wanted the color to be, what he wanted it to look like. But he said it was no use because he found out that the inside of the car, the car's parts were not working. Mm. And he related it to how sometimes when we look at restoration, we think of the external and we think about how we look and how we are seen, you know, to other people, how we, how other people view us. When he said in reality, restoration needs to happen on the inside first before it can happen on the outside. Is your heart restored? And that's something that impacted me just in the sense that sometimes we're so caught up in a visual, we're so caught up in the external that we forget, you know, we could look the part, we can look like we have it all together, but are we truly restored from the inside? Yeah. So he ends the documentary basically, you know, um, ending his journey of restoration and how, you know, every day it's a process, but how he's healing and how he's putting his family first, putting God first and his priorities have changed. And he kind of shows this car that looks completely restored and completely different. And, um, you know, throughout the documentary, he just talks about how his relationship with God, uh, suffered in this process and how he needed to kind of gain that relationship and draw closer to God. And one of the quotes that he said that stuck out to me as well was that our God is not transactional. He's relational. So our God is not a God that just, you know, is simply doing a transaction, simply just doing one thing. You do something for him, he does it for you and on to the next. He's a God that's relational. He's a God that wants to have a relationship with you. And if we want to see true restoration, we need to have that relationship that's not just a transactional relationship, yes. one that's truly relational. And um, I think that's kind of the theme of his whole album. The songs are great. The lyrics are great. He has a lot of features on there. Um, if you go and listen to it, wherever music is streamed, you'll be able to check it out. Also, he has interviews. He did an interview with The Breakfast Club where um, just in him talking, 
I think that uh, Charlemagne was the one who had mentioned it that said, you know, he likes talking to Lecrae because Lecrae is one of those people that knows how to find the right balance with faith and practicality mm -hmm. because Lecrae was talking about therapy. Mm -hmm. And according, you know, to Charlemagne and his point of view, he's seen that a lot of people of faith and believers kind of don't believe in therapy and yeah. just take the route of, you know, you need God or you need prayer, you need this healing. And although we know that that is true, right? Yes, and at the end of the day, of it, yeah. we, we do need Jesus and we need that. Um, there are also other things that we can do to help us in this road. Yes. And, um, you know, Lecrae did bring that good balance in that interview and, you know, representing well. So check out Restoration. Check yes. out Tasha Cobb's new album, Royalty, and the songs that release from there. And, um, you know, just try to find those things that will bring you hope in the midst of just chaotic yes. times. Yeah, and they can bring you through um, what people are finding to be, like you said, chaotic times and moments. Also, be sure to check in on your loved ones. You know, don't hold grudges against people. You know, resolve any issues you have. Hug the people around you. Let them know you love them. Because as we saw, you know, you just never know when someone's time is up or what's going to come next, unfortunately, on this earth. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in once again uh, to our podcast. As always, you can reach out to us via our social media. Yeah, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating, a review, and um, definitely share this podcast with a friend. Yeah, so thank you once again for tuning into the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you.